2: Good evening and welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, it's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans, joined by Full House tonight. We must have won at the weekend and Villa must have won as well, Barry. Good to see you with us back with us again.
3: Oh uh, yeah, Villa did win. Bettley United. Delighted. My dad was in watching it and he, had, he left early. Left like half that hour. He was just like, I've had enough and going home. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My dad was out fans, too. Yeah.
2: Idiot. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. Yeah, about
3: that. yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard.
2: The, I should have said to you, Good Evening, shouldn't I? That was the uh, the UIMRA effect.
3: Oh, it's brilliant. Like you could see so much difference in one game. Like just obviously being coached by a proper coach. It's good times.
2: Yeah, catching Newcastle up now and uh, be winning the league this season. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good, Steve. Good to have you with us. Yeah,
1: hi. Yeah, good
2: to be here after a back-to-back victories. Away no, victories as well. Back-to-back-away back. away victories, yeah. 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 And uh, a couple of them in Screamers, so yeah. yeah. Was, uh, we'll come on to the game shortly, but it's nice to sit here after a win, isn't it? Aidan, you've returned from the depths of Northern Irish football. To Can we give us your uh, expert views this evening?
4: Have I? Have I? Um, well, yes, yes, I was at the King of um, for the Manchester City match, so give you some of my views on that, and um, actually ended up in the Emirates at the Emirates on Thursday night for a bit of Europa League action, Arsenal against Zurich. Um, but yeah, exactly. good to be back at the KP after after a while, and uh, things are on the up.
2: Uh, what was it like at the Arsenal on uh, on Thursday? Can you give us let get kind of the most important question? How much was it for a pint? Much for a pint. Um, I, I wasn't
4: drinking pints in the Emirates actually. Um, Was it J2O a double Malibu? (laughs) Nothing (laughs) wrong with that. Malibu, the sponsors of this podcast. Um, Yes, I didn't have a pint. Uh, I got a ticket for 22 quid, which I thought was all right. And um, Arsenal got the job done, Kieran Tierney, um, with the winning goal, 1-0 to the Arsenal. Zurich fans, the the stewards were the big losers in the night. They obviously hadn't done their work because Zurich fans let one flare after another, after another, after another. So um, a bit of pyrotechnics. A couple of days before gay fox. More
2: flares than a Nottingham dance floor.
4: Exactly.
2: Exactly. That was my little dad joke for the evening there to start us off. start off as we mean to go on. Because forget Nottingham, forget Derby, forget Coventry. Tom, Leicester is the place. Have Apparently found- so, mate, yeah. Found that out yeah. at the at uh, the weekend. What's that, mate? I said have we found that out at the weekend.
0: We certainly did, yeah, yeah. Uh phew. wow. As, as Steve said, it's, it's nice to see some wins and, and it's flying up the
2: table. Was it the best performance of the season for you so far, Tom? I know we've had a couple of 4-0 wins, haven't we, but something very solid uh, about the victory on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's certainly one of the better ones. I mean, um, well, the goals sort of speak for themselves, don't they? I think um, they had our players stunned as well as theirs, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah, just just the kind of... The team effort and the and the grit to get through a game um, the way we did. You know, Danny Ward made a, a decent save as well. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant save to be honest. Um, yeah, just just felt like uh, the the majority of the of the team played really well through, throughout the ninety minutes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a must win game, Steve, wasn't it? Really, didn't want to go into the World Cup, being in the bottom three, the chances are now after those three points that even if we were to lose to West Ham, we, we probably wouldn't be in the bottom three. But it, was, uh, it said a lot about the mentality of the squad to come out and, and win in that manner as well on Saturday. Yeah, it did. You can see the confidence is back. And, you know,
1: we talked about this a few weeks back. You know, they need a scrappy 1-0 win. It goes in off the arse or it's an own goal or something. And just to start building that confidence back and they look a completely different team. Um, and you know, it was well deserved. In fact, we could have won by more than two, couldn't we?
2: Yeah, I think it was we had like 20
1: through. attempts against their eight or nine or something, and nine, nine, eight on target against their two or something like that. So, um, you know, we were pretty dominant throughout and looked comfortable, really. I mean, uh, Samari made a mistake that nearly uh, let a woe in. Um, I think they had a header from a corner. And then Calvert Lewin was in
0: yeah. when he broke through.
1: Yeah, but I mean, other than that, we controlled the game, didn't we? We should have scored more.
2: We should have done. Barry, did you catch the game Saturday night, or was it one that you?
3: <coughs> I had to, had to watch the highlights, mate. Um, but from what I, from what I saw, um, I saw I looked at the Sky Sports highlights, and it it seemed pretty even. Uh, like when Steve was rattling off them stats there. It didn't seem like that in the highlights, but um, to be fair, it looked like Danny Ward had the game of his life. And, um, it was safe. Because they looked, they looked good. I thought everyone from the highlights I saw, they looked pretty good. But uh, yeah, the goals for Leicester, that Uri goal, my word, what a hit.
2: What a place to start then, Aidan, really. We'll talk about Uri Tillemann's goal, but it's nothing unusual for him. Is I was in the stands at Molyneux a couple of weeks before where I thought he'd scored one of the goals of the season was this one arguably better the way that he lifted it up for himself and then volleyed it straight in the
4: corner yeah i see i saw on the, on the leicester city instagram the official instagram today there was a vote um i went for the wolves one I, I just slightly preferred the wolves one um but no i think they were they were both great goals um uh, conversely to my opinion the whenever i voted the everton one was was leading by about 60 40 and um, so it's a slight favorite but um, we know that he's got that in his locker, um, no more so than in the FA Cup final, but even um, the intelligent goal that he scored against Manchester United at home way back um, last season just shows you that he has that spectacular um, in his in his locker. And he's got the confidence at the moment um, to, to step forward and, and have have a go at these. Um, and I expect, you know, it's one of those ones, isn't it? It's almost a shame that the World Cup's coming when it's coming because as a team we we'll have hit a bit of form and I think he epitomises that him, him and James Madison of course um, but yeah he's you know we're seeing the player that was attracting all that attention from from dare I say bigger clubs than Leicester City um, mm. a few months you know a, a while back um, so yeah I'm impressed by, by where he's up to at the minute and what we're seeing from him
1: He looks happy as well doesn't he like he's enjoying life I mean in the interviews and everything
2: He's got a great highlights reel, isn't he? Yuri uh, Tillemans mm-hmm. for some of his goals that he scored so far. So some Yuri Tillemans' goal that he scored on Saturday, you, you look at that and you look at the goals against Brentford and against Manchester United, the one against yeah. Chelsea in the Cup final. I rather naively put out a poll on Twitter to say which was the best. And obviously, I think about ninety-odd percent came back with the FA Cup final goal being the the best. But it, it's it's not luck, is it, that the guy scored that many wonder goals. He's got pure quality running through him, is not he? No,
0: he, the way he strikes the ball, well, I mean, you've seen it in those last two that he's belted in. They're absolutely incredible. Um, I know he's, he's kind of laughed at, at uh, James Madison's touch back to him in, in his interview after that, after the last match. Um, but yeah, for me, the the way he just controls that and, and hits that straight off the bat, he's setting himself up with it. Yeah, it's, it's a joy to watch. And the, the amount of, dip and power he gets on those that's not by accident um and we're seeing it time and time again in that area just outside of the box on that right side that's where he likes to hit them and he's, he's finding the net and yeah. it's yeah I think I'll just be devastated when he's not in our squad so you know fingers yeah. crossed we can do something about that um especially with the way Madison's performing as well and you know We'll all be wondering whether he'll be around next season.
2: Do you think it's added another layer to his game, Steve? That he's now captain of the the football club. It seems to have really it really suits him, mm. doesn't it, in terms of his uh, approach?
1: Well, I think the responsibility does. Yeah, I don't think he had a great season for us last season, um, and he didn't start this season well. But since he's picked up the armband. Um, uh, uh, his confidence seems to have grown, or maybe taking that responsibility means he's stepped up in his own thinking, his own mentality, and and because uh, it wasn't, it's not just his goals, his all round games far better, he's controlling games now. And with him and Madison, we look like we can create a lot of goals. Um, so yeah, and to be honest, it, Johnny seemed to suffer with the captaincy. He's not had a good season. And um, I'd I'd keep Yuri captain at the moment with yeah,
2: the way he's playing. Me too. I, I would as well. Uh, Barry, we're seeing that Yuri elements that we uh, clashed over so often two seasons ago when you thought he was just a poor man's John McGinn. Uh, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's certainly uh, sort of living up to his name at the moment, is it? In terms of the World Cup coming up as well, I think he's one of the former players in the, the league at the moment to be going in and making a difference at the World Cup.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think he's uh, he's been unreal. Like and what I like about him is he's got his urgency back. Like he seems to his legs don't seem heavy anymore. He seems to be cutting about the pitch really fast, really quick, cutting out of danger and then obviously finding space and it's not a fluke that he's hitting these. Like you can't be hitting the top corner every time and like he is if you don't either practice it or just have that natural ability to do that. It's it's just wonder strike after wonder strike. And I I am starting to turn, I think, um, yeah, I would t- take him in our squad. Yeah, for sure.
2: So high praise indeed for the uh, <laughs> Premier League champions, twenty three, twenty four. Um, <laughs> but with that, with, with that, Aiden, uh, there is we speak about the World Cup. There's a man that is going to find out his fate this week, who was named man of the match on Saturday yet again, James Madison.
4: He sort of runs the show for us, doesn't he, at the moment? He does. Yeah, he's, he's playing with confidence, but he's playing with a lot of a lot of skill and and. We're seeing the talent that the guy is. He wants to be on the ball, and um, he's finding finding great space. He's turning with the ball quickly uh, and turning well, and and then moving forward, kind of, um, yeah, bringing the ball forward just to, to the edge of the box and, and making things, um, that, like we've seen it in, in some of the goals that we've scored recently. So, um, it, it was a big feature. I think it's a, a feature in the BBC football um, website at the moment, um, just how how it's impossible, to surely for him not to be on that plane um, to Qatar. It's probably the most media pressure that I've seen uh, around a player
2: seemingly being forced into the squad by the media and by the, the people in football, and not necessarily the manager, uh, that I can remember really in terms of a World Cup squad. So what's going to happen on Thursday if he doesn't have a place in this squad? There's going to be riots.
0: Well, well yeah, it, as you say, I mean... D- there's fans from from all across the league that are that are crying out for him to be in in the squad. Um, you know the performances that he's put in, in in the last in the last year have been nothing short of amazing, um, and he's, he's certainly stepped up his game o- over the last the last couple of months. Um, and when you look at going into the competition at the moment, when he's so in form, he's he's going to be you know they're going to be kicking off in like three weeks. You've got to have the players that are in form to go straight into the competition. So I, th- I just feel like Southgate, if he if he doesn't call his name up, it, it's just it just be a travesty. To be honest, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you could possibly leave him out.
2: It's uh, it would just for, for a lot of Leicester fans. I think it would uh, really exacerbate the point of really not caring too much about England at the World Cup, which is a strange feeling to. To have it at the same time, it's a major tournament. There are countries there in the lads down the bottom of the screen that would love to be there. That aren't there, but there's a real feeling that Southgate's maybe not the man to to do that. What do you think of Gareth Southgate as a manager, Barry? Uh,
3: atrocious, atrocious. I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. Since um, oh, who was it? I don't know who was in charge of the golden E of England. I can't remember who the manager was.
4: Venables would
3: it been Venables? I'm um, was it? Uh, um, like. The quality, the choice of quality that England have is embarrassing um, and it's, it's ludicrous. Even even when you got to the final, it was through poor football and not using the best players, in my opinion. Whereas, like Tom, Tom is absolutely bang on with this new format of the World Cup. You have to play the form players. You can't be just sticking to the ones you know and trust. Like, Madison has to start. Of course he does. Um, I don't know who, who else is in form. Yeah, a like Bellingham would have to start.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that was nice. You would have a nice amount ahead of, amount ahead of uh, oh. tomorrow,
3: would you? What like what has he got on Southgate that he keeps getting picked? I just he don't, I, pet, isn't he? Yeah, I just don't I don't understand that. I think um and, and I think it affects Kane. I think Kane doesn't play in his right position because of this. Like put Madison behind him. Kane yeah. get Kane, Kane gets the golden boot. No ifs or buts about it. He he has to start. Him. I said it I think last week or the last time we had a podcast. Barnes has to be in the squad. I don't know if he'll start because, unfortunately, he likes the, the Starling and um, Foden and that. I've got a bit of credit in the bank. But, like, yeah, Barnes and Madison have to be there. It, if if he wants to be taken seriously, they, they have to be in the, the 26-man squad, not the 55, the 26. Or, 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 or he's gone. He'll be gone after this tournament, for sure.
2: Fingers crossed. What's your thoughts on what Barry just said there, Steve, about the two Leicester lads? And not forgetting, James Justin's probably... It, more of a shoe in than either of them because we've got no full-backs left.
1: Yeah, but I think he probably is and he's returning to a little bit of form, actually. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, stats don't lie, do they? And you just look at his performances. He can turn a game really. And even if he doesn't start, which, you know, I think Southgate's stubborn enough to say, fuck you to all the pundits and the press that are saying I've got to take Madison and just not take him which would be a travesty, but I think he's that much of a dick he could do that, to be honest, and um, um, he's got the best stats he needs to be there, and I think Barnes is up there as well, he's not shown on the stats, but I think he's fifth or sixth goal involvements um, in, in the same time frame, so that, yeah, I think they should both be going along, but uh, you know southgate does seem to have his favorites and you know madison's shown now that he can do it as a number 10 or do it uh playing on the right wing as well and he's had some good games okay he comes off the wing and comes in but he's been equally impressive in both roles where when he was played out on the wing before for leicester he never really did that much so yeah That's That's the, okay. yeah
2: that's the myth, though, isn't it? That oh, we don't play with a number ten for England, so therefore we don't take him. But he doesn't. He, he rarely plays as a ten for Leicester. He's played as a and they He's played wide, white, wide, wide, right, even. Um, but but not
4: necessarily in that number ten. So That's a myth, isn't it? Adam, were you going to say something before? I guess just you know to give context to what we're saying. Um, <clears throat> I remember I read an article about three or, three or four weeks ago. I think about three weeks ago. Um, Just after our our nil nil draw at home to Crystal Palace, and it seemed to be that I think Gareth Southgate was uh, in the stadium that day, Um, and at that time it was just on the uh, on the eve of the fifty five man squad being named, and there was talk in the media around is this Madison's um, real final addition to make you know to get himself into the England squad? I think he was always going to make the fifty five. Man squad, but I think in that context, you know, three weeks ago Leicester City were in a different place and we're coming off a different period um, of results and performances than they are now. So uh, it can be easy to, to just look at things through the lens of, you know, the, the last few games. Don't misunderstand me, he definitely should win the plane. He um, definitely should be going. I think the conversation and the doubt has been sparked by by our poor performances this season and, um, I, I guess, by games where, where he hasn't been as good that nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace, I think he got booked in that game, which put him out of the Leeds United match um, on the Thursday. Um, so I'm suspended. So it, it was in that context, I think a lot of the the talk that he mightn't be going um, came from. I would be super, very, very surprised if he, extremely surprised if he wasn't in the 26-man squad.
2: So before we move off, James Madison and fellas, one word, yes or no. Steve, does Madison make the squad on Thursday?
1: Uh, is this what I believe or whether I think Southgate's a dick or not?
2: <laughs> whether you think he'll, he will be on that plane.
1: Um, I have a strange feeling he won't be.
2: Yeah, I'm the same. I don't think he'll pick him. Tom?
1: I'm saying yes.
2: Okay, Barry?
3: I, I think no, like Steve. I think Southgate's that's the one.
4: Yeah, me too. Aidan? I, I think he will pick him. I think yes. I'm going with Tom. Right, okay. We
2: can we can come back to this. And, fucking uh, better, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A man that was mentioned there by Barry as well, Harvey Barnes. I feel like I'm his biggest defender, uh, certainly on Twitter at different points, because he gets quite a bit of stick from the Leicester faithful for drifting in and out of games. And sometimes when he doesn't have a, a good game, you can see it, but he gives us something totally different, Steve, doesn't he? That second goal, he really started that move off, taking his man on the... The halfway line, and it was a super sharp finish at the end as
1: well. Yeah, it was really good finish. I mean, um, he, look, he before he could take his man on, he had a lot of pace, and there was no end product either cross or shot. And he's really developed his end product. Um, as uh, what, uh, who was it that did say it was Pipes, wasn't it, that said that you know you can tell whether he's going to have a good game or not. depending on how his first run at somebody goes Mm -hmm. um, and whether he's confident or not. But, yeah, um, again, he he creates something out of nothing. And what we have to remember is Mares was a much more gifted winger in many ways, but there was so often he wasn't in a game. But he was able to just change it in a a moment with a bit of brilliance. Um, And Barnes has got – I mean, his pace terrifies defenders, obviously – and uh, and he can finish now, and it was a, you know, it was a really good finish. I mean, a, a cracking shot. Uh, well, to get the ball back to goal, turn the players the way he did, and then hit that shot fiercely, and uh, to beat Pickford from that range, it was a class finish.
2: It's a good job Pickford's only got little arms, though, because uh, <laughs> Tom, you, you hear me week in week out defending the guy in there certainly that fellow that sits two rows behind him so I think Harvey Barnes has touched his wife up or something at some point because uh, there's no, no way he can have that much general hate for someone there.
0: Yeah, he's never liked any of our wingers though you must remember that So <laughs> I, I
2: remember the Damari Gray look how he runs comment yeah he didn't like Mahrez <laughs> either did he so. Yeah. if you listen to this Chan, you're an absolute dickhead anyway. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. telling, telling to his face uh, yeah. sorry Tom carry on Harvey Barnes great goal wasn't it
0: It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've seen so many times where he's, he's, he's the one bringing the ball down the wing or he gets, he gets, um, the ball passed to him when he's really close to the keeper. Um, and it's those chances that, you know, it's a bit of a 50 50 on whether he squeezes one in or not, but it's amazing to see him kind of central of the box. Um, it kind of it kind of reminded me of KDH's goal. I, I forget which game it was, but he kind of
2: Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, he turned and, and went round two players and sort of curled it into a similar sort of yeah, position. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- wicked strike. And to be fair, I, I rewatched the highlights on that well, on the whole game again today. And I think because of the Tillerman's goal, you, I didn't realise how good that second goal was, but it was brilliant.
2: He was quite lucky not to have a, a second goal as well, Aidan, wasn't he? Broke away in injury time, Madison again, which would have been his third assist of the game, um, and, and Pickford saved that time. But he is a threat; he just give us something different, doesn't
4: he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that leads—you know—that could lead on to the, the discussion of, you know, Vardy and Daka aren't maybe in the goals enough, and Ian Um, But yeah, he is that threat. Him and Madison are that threat. That's. Um, the run of people, the you know, especially Barnes runs at people. He's got the pace, and he and he has, as Steve said, added that final product to his game much more um in the last last couple of seasons, um, including this last two or three seasons. So, um, as England manager, I would want him involved. Um, I, I think he gives England something different as well, um, but you know, he's a bit more direct and a bit more pacey, and and finds good positions in the box, um, more so than the likes of Grealish and and. Madison, who are a bit more of those playmaker-type players.
2: He's never going to get picked ahead of Grealish, though,
4: is he? Oh, he won't get picked ahead of Grealish, no, but I think one to bring on off the bench, um, he is useful.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Barry, we started the season, if you go back a few podcasts from us, we've conceded 22 goals in the first seven games of the season. We've conceded three in the last seven. And that is some turnaround, isn't it? And, uh a big, big bit of credit there to the management team and uh, the defensive unit, and, and maybe in particular Root Fast since he joined.
3: Yeah, I think so. He's he's obviously been the, the key factor in that because he's he's the only real change. Um or, or or does or should Brendan get a bit more credit for persistence? Well,
1: that's there's to make there, that happen. there's the set piece coach Barry that's came well, in yeah, at the same time almost, and. um uh, uh, and and I think we've gone fifty corners without conceding now. So right. I think, yeah. So I think that's part of it. Um, and whether Wout Fast has, has improved Amarty's game, Amarty seems a different player now. Whether it's just a run in the, a run in the side. Ward, of course, is coming for stuff, isn't he? And punching or claiming crosses, which Ethan Casper never did. So
4: yeah.
1: And what about and what about Samari? Is he affecting
2: that? No, he's a bit of a liability, I think. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, he, he's yeah. one of
3: the factors, he's yeah. one of the changes too, so... He yeah, has I'm no experience. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still not up to the pace of the game, I think, even in the way he thinks. Yeah. He's not up to the pace of the Premier, Premier he League. He's
2: on a different pace, doesn't he, to everyone else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got great dance moves, though, hasn't he? he Sent you through that for Yuri's uh, goal, where he's given it the uh, Samari wiggle, and now the the new song is "I want to dance with Samari." I want to feel heat with Samari. <laughs> I'll keep singing to you guys. It's not, it's not finished yet. Lars Ludson, fifty corners without uh, conceding. You, you're not as nervous now, uh, Aiden, are you? When you, you see that Leicester have conceded a corner, it used to feel like a goal straight
4: away. Absolutely no. Um, looks a lot more solid, and um, I think. White Whiteface, if I've got that correct, um, coming into the the team has has added that bit of steel. And you know, he from his first home performance against against Forest and stuff, we, he's just looked really good, really solid. Um, it's a big step up coming from Ligue One um, to the Premier League, um, but he, he's done he's done pretty well overall um, and made us that, that bit more more solid. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see does does. Johnny Evans come back into the eleven. I don't think he does, to be honest. Um, at, at the moment, um, I think you, you can't change a defence that's keeping clean sheets and that's looking solid. So, um, but yeah, in terms in terms of the corners, you know, as you said, just we're dealing with them, we look more confident and we're we're maybe attacking the ball a bit better. Um, and people maybe know their jobs a bit better. So, um, I guess that's what you'd expect with a set piece coach coming in because because that's what else is he going to be doing? You know? Yeah, absolutely.
2: That was one of my questions for after we have our. Uh... After we have our last minute standing, we look ahead in terms of Vizamati now, one of the first choice centre backs that we've got, which is a, a crazy thought, really, isn't it? If you take it back a couple it of
4: weeks.
2: Yeah. Something, a question that I saw recently, uh, Tom, was Boot Fass or um, Fafana, who would you rather have in your team?
0: <laughs> well, there's not much contest now, is there? But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fass is, uh, yeah, other than, you know, a, a couple of, Slight shaky moments in his first couple of games. Um He's been solid.
2: He's, yeah,
0: you know, I, I, I think we'd, we'd be questioning what's going on with Siyunku. We're now we're going to see, we're going to see much more of him.
2: What I noticed at the uh, the end of the Wolves game a few weeks ago is it when the final whistle went, we won that game four nil. But Fass, Amarti, and Danny Ward all got together really quickly and hugging each other and celebrating the clean sheet. So it wasn't that we just won, but that clean sheet meant meant the world to them. Barry, Danny Ward has now got five clean sheets this season. He's second in the joint second in the list for the Golden Glove. That is again we talk about turnarounds, and we'll come on to the manager shortly. That is another crazy stat, isn't it? No, yeah, I think maybe for a couple of you guys,
3: but like. I think Steve and I have always had the faith in in, in Ward. I think there is a good player. That he's just maybe it's took him a while to get his confidence and get the trust in the centre halves, and, and that probably proves it. If they hug at each other after a clean sheet, he's got he's got all the skills. He's got he's got all the talent. I think it's just they're finding a goalkeeper coach that can just make him elite from being good.
2: Because that save he makes at 1-0 to Calvert-Lewin, I don't think he makes that save four or five weeks ago. Oh, it was
3: a nice save, yeah. That was a wonderful save. I, I think save.
2: he dived the other way and he, he was almost making himself smaller <clears> as he was coming out to shots before. But that was a really strong uh, piece of goalkeeping, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I think if he, could, if he could just learn to... and I'm no goalkeeper, but if he could learn to just start taking them shots in rather than always parrying it, uh, that would be like the next notch up for him. I think, I think there's... As much as he saves really hard shots, he does parry them quite often in the danger, dangerous areas. So if he can yeah. master like just taking head of it, that'd be that'd be a massive step up for him.
2: Well, is it a case of Leicester being really good on Saturday, Steve, and uh, Everton potentially not being very good as well? Uh, how what were your thoughts on Everton's performance and where they're at? Well, they've
1: been on a good run. They beat Palace three 0 in their previous home game. Um, I, I don't think they're a bad team, uh, I think we played really well and uh, I wouldn't take anything away from our performance. I thought it was a um, a kind of very solid professional away performance and we'd get points most places if we turned up like that.
2: Hopefully including the West Ham Stadium, the, the Olympic Stadium on uh, Saturday this week coming. Right, yeah. we'll move on and play a game of last Man standing. The cards may be stacked against Barry and Aiden in this one, I'm afraid. It's a, it's a bit of World Cup trivia for you. So, the right. World Cup in question is the last World Cup, 2018. And what I would like you to do is to tell me players that were included in the England squad out of the 23 in the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> Stephen, we'll start with you.
1: Well, uh, let's start with Pickford then.
2: Number one, Jordan Pickford. you do it all in order, that would be impressive. Tom, over to you. Okay, uh, Harry Kane. Number nine, Harry Kane. Larry.
3: Uh Rashford.
2: Marcus Rashford is number 19, also on the list, yeah. <laughs> okay. I had a moment of panic there where I couldn't see him. Aidan? Uh, was
4: Jordan Henderson
2: in the team? Jordan Henderson was in the team. He was the number eight. We're all still in. There's some proper bizarre names on this list now. It's only four years ago. Steve?
1: Um, Sterling?
2: Raheem Sterling, number 10. Tom? Um,
0: I'm going to go for Eric Dyer.
2: Eric Dyer is number four. Barry? Barry?
3: Um, has anyone said Maguire?
2: No one has so far. Do you want to say Maguire?
3: I would like to say Maguire.
2: He was number six. Scored, of course, in the game against Colombia in the quarter. No, it wasn't. So it was a game against Sweden in the last 16. Aiden? Kyle Walker in the squad. Carl Walker, number two. Steve, back to you. Stones? Uh, number five. Tom?
1: Ward Prowse.
2: I think he was on the backup list. Yeah, he definitely wasn't in the twenty-three. Sorry, Gosh. shambles. Uh, Barry.
3: Yeah, Trippier.
2: Trippier scored, of course, in the semi-final when we all thought it was coming home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, number twelve, Aiden. <clears throat> uh.
4: Hmm. Struggling. Connor Cody. No. it the that
1: then? Steve. mm, Trippier was my next one, and Barry's gone for that. So yeah, he, thing. he
4: did that to me as well. He's a dickhead. Barry Coleman. yeah, Steve. So.
1: Well, he could. Um. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Mount
2: no no he was just a young pup in uh, Southgate's eye the last time we played the World Cup uh, so you're, you're out I can't believe this Barry you've won an England question uh, on last man standing have you got any more?
3: I've got a couple more Go on then. Uh, Luke, Luke Shaw uh,
2: no he wasn't in the squad then
3: Oh, I was yeah. the other one was Connor Cody
2: that's what no. I said I so, <laughs> so the ones that we missed were number three Danny Rose number seven Jesse Lingard number 11 and I can't believe you've all done this you absolute scumbags Jamie Vardy of course yeah oh, oh dear sorry Jamie.
4: 13
2: was Jack Butland's. 14 was Danny Welbeck 15 was Gary Cahill this quad oh. is absolutely roasty, isn't it <laughs> 16 it gets better 16 was Phil Jones <laughs> Seven, Fabian and Delph. Eighteen, Ashley Young. Uh, Nineteen, Rashford, which is said. Twenty was Deli Ali, who's now struggling out of Basictas on loan. Uh, Twenty-one, Rubus, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Twenty-two was an uncapped right-back by the name of Trent Alexander-Arnold. And twenty-three was Nick Pope. Yeah, some, grim, a second on. some grim names in that squad then. Yeah, uh, pretty was- grim. We we need to discuss the, the elephant in the room, really. A few weeks ago, a number of us, myself included, were quite uh, vocal around the Brendan out situation. We ran a poll at that stage and it seems that 90% of the fans that engaged in that poll wanted Brendan to be removed from his post. I ran that poll again uh, on Saturday after the Everton game and there was 80% now saying Brendan in. Steve Marples, what are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, look... Uh, I, I, I was one of the last to stick with Brendan, but even I thought he'd um, he, he'd gone as far as he can. And uh, uh, his body language and his tonality suggested that he didn't have it in his to turn uh, in him to turn us round actually and get us back playing again. But he has, so uh, it's early days yet. But credit to him. I mean, you look at those first seven games and look at what we've done in the last seven games. It's a massive turnaround. So, um, yeah, he, of course, he should stay right now. If he continues moving us the way we are, we're on European form at the moment.
4: Easy, yeah, easy. I'm
2: not, sure, not sure we're going to get that that high up. But <laughs> yeah, no,
1: but we're on European form at the moment. You know, Absolutely. have to get one point from seven games. That's a lot to make up. But we are playing well at the minute.
2: Ada, hey, there's someone that never wavered from being a Brendan fan. How do you respond to? It? Steve's uh fickleness. Let's
4: call Olias a share dickheads. <laughs> <you>
2: <laughs>
4: not just Steve, although he's probably the biggest... you
2: understand where the, the feeling was at that time They It looked very unlikely that it would be able to muster the sort of results. It looked like it felt like that the manager had down tools a little bit and he was almost crying out to be sacked at one point.
4: Yeah, there was I mean there was that feeling and and um I, I just think you, sometimes you have to write it out, and I, because he's a manager who's brought us success, you know, I, I think he deserved that that time that he's got, um, and that things have turned around. I would I would say a note of a, a note of caution that you know a few weeks ago we spoke about these games coming up as games where, where we could take points from, you know, where you know these points haven't come against your you know Liverpool's and Man City's and and Arsenal's and and Chelsea's, you know. We put in a very good performance last week you know obviously I was I was there for it against man City, but you know we the top six teams were not really touching them um this season um so, but I think we, we did agree that these are were, were games that um when this wee run came along that was a chance for us to get points and we have done you know and and yes, I do understand where that feeling was coming from, but I think it's teams and I'll go through rough patches he was obviously disappointed and and Probably very frustrated not to have had the financial backing. You know, the the chairman top came out in the program. I forget which which match that was, but uh, you know, explaining the the rationale be, behind the lack of spending, and it was it's clear. It's for you know, yeah. yeah, it's clear that, that there is that issue. You know that Brendan hasn't had the money that he that he wanted, and there's that frustration. Um, and I I just felt all along that that we needed to give him give that time to settle, give him time to. Um, just to, to get people back playing as as we've seen he can get them playing before it wasn't a nailed on thing I could have been wrong but I thought it was worth you know I think I was speaking about get to ten games it's taken a little bit more it's really only the past maybe three or four games um, and we're fourteen games into the league season um that things are really turning around for us um but yeah and there'll be ups and downs we see you know I think the the away defeat to Bournemouth was pretty disappointing um you know, coming off that, that 4-0 win against uh, Nottingham Forest and, and you know, defensively the goals that we gave away at Bournemouth weren't great. And then with the home, you know, as recently as the 15th of October had the, the 0-0 draw at home to Palace, which was a bit deflating, which was that one that we we're talking about that could have, maybe people were saying that could have cost Madison his England chance, you know. Um, so there will be more stumbles and, uh, and trips, you know, I, I would... I would happily take a point I think against West Ham um, just to go into the World Cup um off the back of of not losing the match um, and go from there but um yeah I think it, it was worth um sticking with him and and um letting him letting him show what he can get the players doing again
2: Any uh, any thoughts Tom around his position moving forward are you still in the in the mindset that he's he deserves a place at the club now rather than
0: uh, where we were a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think I think Aidan makes some really good points there. To be honest, um, I think for sure he, he wouldn't still he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the contract. I'm I'm certain on that. Uh, I think it, it's just unbelievable actually how how many uh, points we dropped and and how poorly we played over the start of the season, um, which is why it's unbelievable what what we're achieving now. Um so well, I mean, with with that in mind, yeah, yeah, we've we've got to keep him. Um I have no idea what's happened behind the scenes or how it's turned around, but the fact is it has. And um yeah, as a bit of a a fickle fan, we're we're kind of entitled to be like that, aren't we? I think I think we were in a position where you were really starting to worry for the club and where we were going to end up. Um
4: And Um, now, you know,
0: we're we're not playing sailing now by any means, but we're certainly in a much better place. So
2: yeah. Yeah. I think there's still fans out there with an agenda. And the the agenda is that they don't see Brendan Rodgers as as the manager for this club. And no matter what happens now, that he's sort of gone to to them. I wonder, Barry, do you think his relationship with some of the fans has broken down over this? doesn't come out at the end of the games anymore to acknowledge the fans like he used to. Uh, He's obviously heard away and chanting, we want Brendan out, we want Brendan out. How would you be feeling if you were him? Um, oh, yeah, I think, it's, I think
3: it's understandable for him to be like that because like as much as being a neutral, and I, I, I thought it was time for him to go, he has kind of backed himself and proven himself to be right. So he can have this wee standoff, I think. I think it's, it's fair to do that. If he goes back, like me personally, I wouldn't go back cowering uh, to the fans, if if they, they wanted me out, if 90% of the fan base wanted me out a few weeks ago, he, should, he shouldn't be doing that. I think he could take his time after the break and do a decent bit of PR and come out and do some decent interviews and just explain how he's feeling during it, how he's feeling now, and reconnect again. That'd be the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, I think he's... It's, part of, it's weird to say it, but I think it's part of his charm he is a bit cocksure and and, and cocky and, and, and believes believes himself that he needs to maybe readdress that with the fans and get them to believe that he's as good as he is, because that isn't there just now. That's the, look look at what we're talking about right now. You've been on a great run, but there's still that element of um, is there is there fans that still want him out? I think uh, and it has been a good patch, but I think the difference here is is he's somehow installed that belief again. Leicester are playing great football. The resilience is. Second to none, you can't deny it. Because um, the the goals have been peppered a bit, but you've been able to prevent prevent the ceiling. So Like he is, he is the right man. But um, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it might be, a, it might be a small section of the agenda against him. I think you've, you've got yeah. to kind of applaud him and what he's done. To be fair,
2: uh, I'd almost go as far as to say that there was an agenda of those for him when it was at totally the low point. Because that that was some real blind faith that was needed at at that stage to keep to keep. <laughs>
4: Put it in your face for even, yeah, blind faith, an FA Cup victory, and two fifth place finishes. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, it.
1: Yeah, and who would have, imagine the amount of money you could have got if you'd uh, bet that five managers had get sacked before Rodgers? Mm. You know, six, seven games in.
2: Hassan Hewitt's the latest to go, isn't he? Today, the Southampton manager, yeah. and it looks like they're going to appoint Nathan Jones from Luton Town. Uh, which is a brave move, I think, isn't it, in their position? Because they've got a lot of young players there. They need someone to, to sort of get them back together. You look at that, and Barry's right, the quality of football that we're playing the last few games has been really up there. I watched Chelsea-Arsenal yesterday. I thought Chelsea were absolute doggo yeah. um, in terms of the way that they approach the game and their quality of passing. So if, I, I would say that we're probably playing better football than a side like Chelsea at the minute, with all the millions that they've spent. So, uh, yeah, there, there are... Green shoots, aren't they? Give you one last chance, Steve, to make a public apology to um, to Brendan Rogers, and then we'll publish that, and then <laughs> no one needs to say anything else.
1: No, I'm not making a public apology. I um, I stuck with him through a lot of it, but uh, I, I couldn't see him turning it turning it round. I was wrong, and he's done well, uh, yeah. but there's a long road ahead. Yeah,
4: Aiden Mark, you're the, you're the boss, so. Um... Feel free to veto this, but I'm just flicking through my, my WhatsApp messages from the 6th of August um, 2022 when we all made our prediction for Leicester City's final um, position, finishing position after 38 games this season. Um, yeah. Maybe whether we speak about it now or. or yeah, you speak about it, it. You go for it. Yeah. yeah. So Aidan McCormick said they'll finish in 15th place, Mark Manderfield, 8th place, Tom Clark, 9th place. Steve Marple's seventh place and Barry Robertson 11th place. I wonder how you boys feel about those predictions now. Well, it could be, couldn't it? Any of them. Would you like to revise? Do you think they'll, Do you think Leicester City will finish in eighth place this season? I
2: I, don't, I, I won't revise now. Okay.
3: I, I, I would change mine. I think they'll be top half. I think 10 on okay. do. There's too many teams not playing well just now.
2: Who said 15th? Me. You said 15. Well, there four, we're 14 at the minute. Negative Nancy. With the That's
1: why he stuck with Rogers. We were never more than five <laughs> places away. <laughs> all right, all right.
4: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Of course, yeah. we've got uh, we've got a Carabao Cup tie tomorrow night, which we'll touch on very, very briefly because uh, it's. Newport County at home, oh. was the scene of a disaster for Cloud Puel a couple of years ago at the Rodney Parade when we went there in the FA Cup and lost 2 1. Of course, what happened the next season was we, we went and won the whole competition, uh, or the season after that, rather. Um, are we expecting a, a bit of a change lineup tomorrow, Tom? Would you say?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting a. An interesting game by any means tomorrow night. So, <laughs> yeah, I we'll think, I think we're, we're anyway, looking at big, big changes to keep everyone happy and healthy. Are you going to? Are you going to again? No, no, afraid
2: not tomorrow. No, not bothering. Not bothering tomorrow. Fair weather fans, aren't we, Tom?
0: Usually beat us, don't they? So, don't fancy it. <laughs> I think
2: they can see it as quite a big game. A couple of their fans have reached out to me on Twitter. We tried to get a show done with them, but we couldn't quite work the... Logistics of it, but they they fancy their chances against us on, on Tuesday night.
4: What were you going to say, Adam? Uh, just say that um, Brendan Rogers has said in the press today um, that uh, he won't be making many changes. He says, "I want to go through, and I've shown that shown that every time I've been in the cup competitions, and um, we'll make some changes naturally, but there won't be many. A lot of the players need to be ready to go again.
2: I, I would predict that I think even sort of starting goal." Um, I think Luke Thomas will come in I think Vestergaard will come in I think Siunchu will come in Uh, probably still have either James, Justin or Kostanya in the the squad as well Dennis Pratt will come in Mendy will come in Uh, in (laughs) actual Big changes (laughs) (laughs) though. If I'm wrong I'm wrong but I see those players he's got to look at that squad and think that's enough to beat a League 2 side I, I would imagine it's it's a banana skin, isn't it? I'd, yeah. I'd rather have our tie than yours, Barry. This week, you've got United, haven't you? Again?
3: Oh, well, why wouldn't we do it again? What we did uh, yesterday. So
2: you could do, yeah. Because yeah. we'll, we'll play. Right.
3: He'll play a strong. He'll play a strong team. I don't know if Ken Hag will.
2: You don't think yeah.
3: so? No, nah, I don't think so. He has he to bring the changes. That was an awful team selection he did yesterday.
2: They've got Barcelona in the next round of the Europa as well, haven't they, Manu? So, Delighted, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. couldn't have happened to a better team. They might have to think about you know their uh, their, their priorities as the season goes on because they might not be in the Europa League much longer. And we'll, we'll move away from tomorrow night's game. I think and just talk West Ham away for a couple of minutes before we finish. I think Steve's going to fall asleep on us. Otherwise, you got uh, you got a heavy night on the go there in Dublin, have you? I've got some work to do after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah we won't keep you long. So West Ham away, Steve. We've had a couple of batteries in our last couple of games there, I think 3-0 and 4-1 might have been the last two uh, hmm. appearances we've made there. They're short of confidence. They're, they're a point behind us. Sorry, one place below us. We'll say amount of points. They, they seem to be in a little bit of trouble at the minute. Are you confident ahead of the game on Saturday?
1: Fairly confident, yeah. I, I think we could get another 2 nil victory, I think. Um, we're looking... It'll be 2 nil or 3-1. I think we'll win... Never totally comfortably, I think, like we were. Even Wolves wasn't comfortable until the end. So, um, but I think we'll do enough. I think the confidence is growing. They're really fighting for each other um, and covering for each other when they make mistakes. Um, I think Castagna's been one of our weak links, actually. He's not, he was always Mr. Reliable, but he he made a a couple of, he gave the ball away dangerously a few times against. against Everton. Um, but generally, um, and indeed he's back, and it'd be interesting to see if he
4: Yeah. Do you share that confidence, Aiden? Not really, to be honest. No, I think um I hadn't realized just West Ham uh, until their defeat um at the weekend, they were in a, a six game six game home home game winning run. They'd, they'd won six games in a row at home. Obviously that didn't include um European competition and some of their opposition weren't great. Um the likes of Silkeborg. Um but yeah, I I wouldn't be that confident. I'd I'd be happy to, to get out of there with a point, as I say. What's gone wrong at West Ham this season then,
2: Barry? What what do you think has changed them? Because similar to Leicester last season, they were pushing again, weren't they, for the top half of the league. They were our biggest competition outside of the top six. Uh, and the wheels seem to have fallen off a little bit this season.
3: I think I think it's tiredness, man. I think um I think they played so many games and so in two, two seasons. Uh, they don't they have the squad depth to replace, place the players to sort of transition it and and, and rotate, um, and they're just maybe a bit stale. Like they bought one striker, bought a centre half that hasn't changed the formation, hasn't changed the way they play, uh, and that often happens if you don't if you don't try to alter it because Bowen's been found out, Ben Rama's not the player he was, uh, Antonio doesn't even get a game, so and yeah, Declan Rice and Suchek are just not. There. I was actually listening to TalkSport last night and. Uh, Western fans were calling for Moyes to go because he's not doing anything different. He's just staying the same, and they think that they've got the, the squad. They just don't have the right coach.
2: Yeah, and that's odd from the outside here, isn't it? With Moyes, Tom, that people might be calling for his head because he seems to have done such a good job there in the the time that he's been there.
0: Yeah, he, he kind of goes through patches, though, doesn't he? Where he has a a, a bit of a poor run and then picks it back up again. Um, I think in in terms of the the changes over the course of the last season, I mean they've. They've lost Mark Noble. Um also Antonio's not playing so much and he he was absolutely bashing them in against us, wasn't he, before? Um this this uh Skamaka fella's come through, everyone seems to be raving about him.
2: He's in my dream team.
0: Isn't he? Mine too. Well, the, yeah, where you go.
2: <laughs> not, not since I transferred him in he's, he's been having a bit of a rough time and Steve would you keep Patson and Dacher up front on Saturday or would you think Jamie Vardy might come back in because it seems to be that Dacca's the away specialist at the minute and Vardy's playing at home yeah I think I think,
1: um, think Dacca's done enough and I think he could do with a bit more of a run he's taking his shots a little bit too early Um I think he just needs to run in the team to get his confidence up.
2: Yeah. Nice to see Vardy back on the score sheet at Wolves, though, where you always wonder yeah. if it's the last, last one. I don't know if any of you guys do it at the minute, but I was thinking that 100 Club uh, video that Sky Sports do, and wonder where that last goal is going to come. But it, it wasn't It wasn't to be before Monday. I hope he gets another couple of chances and he, he keeps scoring. I think he's about 15 goals off uh, tenth place on the all-time list now, and Michael Owen, which would be great if we could get him that far up. Um, real quick words before we finish tonight, Aiden on uh, KDH in the, the midfield, because I've given him a bit of criticism in the last few games in terms of his output and and some of putting your face at me again. Oh, no.
4: just that you were as you were his biggest cheerleader, and now you're. No, I, know, I
2: was. Yeah, yeah, I am, I
4: am, but
2: I'm also realistic. I think if his name was Ken Indusprio and he was from Italy i think he'd have been out of the team by now i think the yeah, fact
4: is in italy yeah, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah no i know what you're saying but i guess could it be that we're expecting too much from him um you know he's not been around that long um is that quest for you know, is, it, is it natural that he hasn't maybe found that consistency because i think that's often you know what marks it marks out real quality players. You know, a lot of players have ability and can turn it on, but can they turn it on every week? Um, and, and so perhaps we know we know the guy's ability um, is. You know, he's still a young player. Is he is he searching at the minute for that consistency, and and, and is that just part of his, part of his development? That hopefully in a season or two, as I think was was the case with Harvey Barnes. You know, maybe more so in terms of his his final product, but you know, we were sitting here a couple of seasons ago speaking about Harvey Barnes and his great talent, but he wasn't. We weren't consistently getting that final product, and we're we're getting that a lot more from him now. So, hopefully, in a season or two, we'll we'll look back. um, If we're still sitting on Monday nights doing the podcast, of course we will be. Of course, Um, you know, and and be saying that uh, you know it was just a matter of of him maturing and and developing um, as a player to give that quality that we know he is capable of, but more more on a weekly basis.
2: I think for, for me, and I'm, I've not been slagging him as such, it's just a it's just a uh, observation that he, at times I, I think it's made us a bit of a weaker outfit in different different games. I'd like to see Dennis Pratt being given a chance in there to to play alongside Tielemans and see what that looks like at, at a different point. So we'll see what happens. Uh, lads, we'll take the predictions before we... Finish off this evening for just West Ham. We don't we don't do cup games, do we, Aiden?
4: We don't do cup games. No. I actually do have to update the league table as well. So yeah, no, we don't do cup games. Okay. Well, you can do them if you want, but they won't. It's not going to count for your league points.
2: Barry, you'll be the competition. To, you know? You'll be looking forward to seeing the league after the 2-0 two, two, two victory on uh, on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I'm sick of being at the bottom of the league. It'd be <laughs> nice just to jump up a spot.
2: We've all been there this season. Don't worry, <laughs> uh, Tom. Start with you.
0: The
2: West
3: Ham game, yeah, 2 1 Leicester,
4: Barry. Seeing as, as Tom, 2 1 Leicester, Aidan. Oh, go on then, 1 so 1. I've got a wee bad feeling that it could be 2 1 West Ham, but I'm going to say 1 1.
2: It's great to have you back again, Aidan. With us, Thanks. you're going to come back again. <laughs> we miss you when you're not on.
4: uh-huh well, I'm on Sky Sports next Monday night. I'm afraid. Uh, the gonna, versus Balmain United Monday night football. Sky Sports.
2: Well, I'm in Disney Disneyland Paris next Monday night. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make
4: sure you get a TV in the bar.
2: Not a competition, but. I don't <laughs> know. Steve, what's your uh, what's your prediction for Saturday?
1: Uh, I'm in Carrington next Monday, if anyone's interested. Um, (laughs) Not at Manchester United's training ground, though. Uh, I think I'll stick with my 2-0 to the Foxes.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0. Another clean sheet, I think, and uh, we'll just about
4: edge it. Oh, beast. Mark, who's your your favourite Disney princess? Uh, I'm not sure what I have to say. (laughs) It would take them all. I don't want to get banned
2: more again. (laughs) I've uh, I've got a bit of notoriety that I I did get a bit scary with the Princess Aurora when we went to Disney World before. (laughs) I probably would say Princess Aurora. Oh, this this podcast taking a turn, isn't it? <laughs> it's <kind of> got <laughs> a bit weird, yeah. We're going to get loads of emails about our weirdo now. I yeah, Mark,
1: we're not going to talk about your cartoon porn, so don't worry. That's not going to come
2: up. <laughs> so. It's not a cartoon, Steve. It's a real woman. <laughs> it's not porn. Moving on, hey. moving on. <laughs> it's been another wonderful hour of our times. If if you if you're listening back to this and there's no technical issues with the podcast and I've done my job in editing it really really well because uh, it's been a bit, a bit of a challenge tonight. But Tom Barry, Aiden, and Stephen, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of It's Eleven. It's heaven for Jamie Vardy, and we'll join you again at some point during the World Cup. I would imagine we'll have a bit of a chat about that. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.